The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Talking Tuesday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the Star in Frisco and the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Alongside Patrick Nosey Walker, we've got Isaiah Stamback, and then we've got Chris Beam in the back. Beamer. Welcome, yes, everybody. Sir. It is a Talking Tuesday. Good Give good. us a call, 888-855-2297. We're going to take your calls here in the next couple of minutes so you can get on the phone line now. The wonderful Chris Beam will answer your phone. Uh, your phone Maybe call. stuffed. Yeah, he may be stuffed. Isaiah walked in. We can't talk about the place, I guess, specifically, can we? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. This is These little things that we've got here, this is biscuits and gravy. And the biscuit looks more like a mountain than Listen, a biscuit. This thing is three stories tall. <laughs> and and when I first saw it, it, Isaiah was laughing at me because I kept turning it around. Go ahead, show the people. Because it's so heavy, right? Go ahead, show the people, Listen, man. Okay, I'm going to try to. Yeah, show, Listen, show the people, Listen, man. Give me, give me the one shot. This is a little biscuit and gravy, shot. man. Listen. This is, it's not stuffed with anything. This is a biscuit, like a whole biscuit. Yeah, and it's we had solid. Tejas. It's soft. And look, look, look. Oh, look at the give. Look, look at the, oh my God. Look at the, <laughs> look at the recovery, mm. right? Listen, watch this recovery. You see that? You see Ooh. that? Oh, oh. It's great. like memory foam. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And then, I, don't, I don't know if I want to sleep on it or eat it. I know what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And then. And then there's the like gravy. a whole there's a whole coffee cup full of gravy yeah. to get to this point. This is gravy. Just That's what gravy. that is. Just gravy. So thank you, Isaiah, You're for welcome, breakfast man. this morning. Blood, sure my my guys are good, you know? I'm gonna have to explain to to Lorena yeah. that good, good thing I know a good place sure. to, for you to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get ripe for the wedding, and then here comes Isaiah with a literal mountain of biscuits coming in. Hey, Beamer, Beamer thing, took bro. care of me though. This is what Beamer brought me. Oh, the yeah, fresh Beamer fruit. brought me the fresh oh, fruit. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. So he got you the fresh fruit. You brought us the biscuit. The biscuit from the multiverse. Okay. All right. All right. This is Namor. Namor brought this. From, uh, <laughs> from beneath the sea. <laughs> Honey, I blew up the kid biscuit. I'm serious. Yeah, sir, they don't know. Oh, they don't man. Know. man. I, I went down to get kids. something to Honey, eat. I blew up the kid. I went down to get something to eat, come back, and he has that for me, so I basically traded with him. Mm. Yeah, so, there hey, you go. Here, here's, a, here's a strawberries <laughs> that I got for myself. Oh, you can have that. Messed up everybody's diet today. But you guys should be in a good a nice little, you know, good mood. Yeah, we are in a good mood. Talking about a car blow. Yeah, yeah, we are. Great mood. We're still riding off that 40 to 3, and now mm. the Cowboys get to get to host their uh, yes. their rivals. Yes. So days. today's going to be a kind of interesting because it is only a three-show week. We normally preview Cowboys defense versus Vikings, or I guess not Vikings anymore, Giants offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you flip the, the matchup for Thursday. So today... We're kind of we're still going to take calls, but we're also going to talk a little bit about the matchups toward the end of the show, um, and then tomorrow we'll do say it with your chest Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll give you some matchups and we'll pick some games and do some stuff like that heading into the weekend. Uh, Patrick, we've got some news and notes, including one this morning that I do want to hit 
that pertains to the offensive line. <gasps> bum, okay. bum, bum. I, I like it. Um, so first, let's start with we, we got our answer on Anthony Barr. I know a lot of people, including myself and you guys, were wondering what happened with Anthony Barr. He was on track to play against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday, but popped up on the inactives list. We spoke with Mike McCarthy on yesterday, and McCarthy basically said that on Saturday in practice, Barr suffered a setback. He, he strained the hamstring, re-aggravated it. Um, so... He's doubtful at best for the for the Giants. Uh, I'd go ahead and rule him out, just me speaking from a no-C standpoint, but it's not officially done by the team just yet. But I don't see him taking the field. Uh, I see the team trying to use the mini-buy, maybe get him back uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, but we'll see. So Damone Clark's season continues against the New York Giants on Thursday. Um, Michael Parsons' his knee is is doing fine by all accounts. There was no MRI that was needed. Michael Parsons did return to the game. Michael Parsons said he was fine after the game. Mike McCarthy yesterday said he was fine. Uh, he was a DNP and did not participate on yesterday, but yesterday was a walkthrough. Um, and then you're talking about a short week. Obviously, they're going to let a guy like that rest. You know, my formula when it comes to Michael Parsons, if he's not feeling great, DNP, 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 mm-hmm. see you at the game. <laughs> um, and segueing to what Kyle is speaking of, Something that I, I tweeted in real time from the press box on on Sunday. Once the Cowboys got up so substantially against the Minnesota Vikings, I spied one Tyler Smith taking reps in game at left guard with Jason Peters out on the left side at left tackle, which I said at the time, I was like, well, if you're wondering what's going to happen when Tyron Smith gets back, I think you're seeing it right now. Jason Peters swing tackle, Tyler Smith going to left guard. And um, Hmm. Jerry Jones spoke to that today. He basically said he doesn't see Tyler having any problem popping into right guard or left guard when uh, Tyron Smith comes back. So there's some validation for you. Did you say say when? He didn't say when. Oh, when Teron Smith comes back. Mm-hmm. He didn't put a date on Teron Smith. He's, he said when. He's saying not if no, Tyron Smith, yo, Tyron comes Smith back. is coming back. It's not if. It's when. It's when. He's, he's the question, I think, is not if or when. It's how long will there you he go. be back. It, That's the biggest question, it, for, it, at least in my head. It's going to happen. And then, <laughs> and then last but certainly not least, uh, with the – the Odell Bowl coming up on Thursday. <laughs> exactly what it is. The Beckham Bowl. Yeah, yeah. The Beckham Bowl. Coming it's got up. a better ring to it. We'll do the coming the, up on the Beckham Bowl. The Beckham Bowl sounds like the Belk Thursday. Bowl or whatever the other like. Ooh, Belk. That the wow. the they still uh, exist. Bowl games are through. It's I don't even know. I got you. Yeah. Um, Jerry Jones said the Cowboys. He, he declined to talk about the negotiations as far as if the Cowboys are concerned about health or if it's a money thing. He's like, yeah, I'm pleading the fifth on both of those things. We are it, basically the negotiations are ongoing. Cowboys. Quote unquote, we've got a chance. That's Jerry Jones. So that's where we are. News and notes. Wow. So do you think that's the right move to move Tyler Smith to left guard? Move Tyron Smith back into left tackle and roll with those guys moving forward? Is that a is that a good idea? Or is that do we still need to see leading into that moment I understand. how Tyler plays? I understand why they would do that. I don't like it. I don't, but it's not for me to like. So I think, you know, from their perspective, you always want to play your best five. That's yeah. what you always hear people say. Play your best five. Play your best five. Unfortunately, playing your best five doesn't always work out because your best talent might be on the field, but your best skills mm-hmm. might not be in the proper position. So we've seen what he did at guard. I'm sure he's a lot further along in that position now with the reps at left tackle having a whole half of an NFL season underneath him instead of a, just a camp in a preseason. Yeah. So I would I would 
I wouldn't even compare what he probably is today versus what he was, you know, a couple months ago when we were watching him at that position. But I still, from what I've seen, I don't like it. And we've seen a ramp-up period for multiple guys. Jason Peters, I mean, even guys that are coming back like a Michael Gallup that aren't as far along in their career as a Tyrant Smith is. How much of a ramp-up period would we see if Tyron is trying to get back into the fold? Maybe there's a, a couple weeks of a, a lead-in of practice for Tyler Smith to move in at left guard while Tyler, or excuse me, Tyron Smith at left Ty tackle. It's a lot of ties and a lot of Smiths. Tyron Smith at left tackle, Tyler Smith at left guard, and having that practice rep for about two weeks to ramp Tyron Smith up. What about Tyler Bialis? <laughs> no. Ty, the whole Ty, left Ty. side of the offensive line. And then we've Ty, got a oh. Terrence on Ty, the other Ty, side. Ty. Die line, die line, die line. Tie, tie, tie. When it comes to um, Tyron Smith, I don't think there's going to be much of a ramp up at all. Um, unfortunately, this is not the first time that he's had to, you know, tangle with this as far as returning from a, a long-term injury. So I think he'll, I don't necessarily want to say hit the ground running in week one, but, you know, a couple of weeks in, he'll be all settled in again at left tackle. Uh, my curiosity would be how quickly would Tyler Smith reacclimate to a left guard position that he spent the entirety of training camp playing. So it does work in his favor that he was playing there uh, for the whole of training camp that will help in his reacclimation getting back to that spot. Um, but it, it may or may not be as quickly as as Tyron gets back going at full speed. But what will help Tyler uh, at left guard is the fact that Tyron ramps up quickly at left tackle. That's going to help. And Tyler Biadish on the right side is playing well as well. And then, of course, next to him you have Zach Martin able to kind of give some input and, and help the rookie get back to doing some left guard things. And shouts out to Connor McGovern as well because if this is the best five we're talking about, as far as Tyron, Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> Zach, and then Terrence. Shouts out to Terrence for not being named Tyler. Still um, starts with a T, though. Yeah, it does. Okay, so shouts out to Zach. To Zach's for, the only for one. giving us a break here uh, as far as vernacular is concerned. <laughs> but Connor McGovern, you know, he's played very well this season. Um, and it, it it's going to give the Cowboys a situation where coming into training camp or going into training camp, there were a lot of questions about O-line depth and who was going to be able to play where. Now you're going into the most critical part of the season, and they have a great problem because if they do push Connor McGovern back to backup left guard, which is backup interior lineman because he, technically he was backup right guard behind Zach Martin, mm -hmm. you have one of the better backup interior linemen in the league now. So good problem to have. You know what I would do? What Once would you do? Tyron gets back, <laughs> I would do a heavy set as soon as I touch the 10-yard line. I'm going heavy. I'm going Tyron. Mm -hmm. I'm going uh, Tyler. J no, Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I'm going Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> then I'm going again to the right side, Zach. And then yeah. I'm going with Terrence. I like it. Wait, and keep in mind, uh, keep in mind, C Mac uh, is also fullback. Duty. He's your fullback. He's fullback duty. So they can put a lot of beef on. They that should team. just do that all the way down the field for a drive. <laughs> Dude, I'm with it. I'm just with have it. just troll the other. Yeah, just McGovern off rolling. Just yeah, just wiping out just cornerbacks and <laughs> with it. Seven offensive linemen. You've got a, a fullback that's also an offensive lineman. Just have Zeke in the backfield it, and just it. rolling, rolling downfield. Just making you tear up a little bit. That's December football, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get you to that point. Just put all the beef on the field and exactly. hand the ball off. All right. Give us a call, 888-855-2297 here on Talking Cowboys. It is a Talking Tuesday. Another thing Jerry Jones said today, 
<clears throat> excuse me. That uh, the gravy? it was the gravy. It might be. I might be allergic to it. <laughs> Another thing Jerry Jones said today was that the the coaching staff should remain focused on New York, on the Giants. There you go, and he said Jerry. that on one hundred five three, the fan. And in doing so, it, it perked a question to me: why why would he mention Super Bowl after that game? And I think a piece of every Cowboys fan was saying, oh, my gosh, if you can play like that, you could win it all. I included. If they played like that against anybody, I'll take the Cowboys against anybody. But there's no guarantee to that at all. You cannot do that. Don't do it. So It's a trap. With that being said, why would – what's the reasoning behind Jerry saying Super Bowl this early on? Is there a backstory to it around a certain free agent that might be out there? Well, he feels as if um, as as the teams prepare for the Beckham Bowl, he feels that uh, Odell Beckham, who Jerry labels as an additive, could be the piece that helps take the Cowboys offense over the top. Now, of course, I could see where he's coming from, having seen your offense. And, of course, Brett Maher had something to do with it as well going 4-for-4. Four four, but have, be, being able to see that offense firing all cylinders and, and rack up 40 points um, – and then you envision adding Odell to that. Yeah, I, I could see the uh, the rainbows and butterflies floating above Jerry's head after the game. Uh, but like Mike McCarthy said in his press conference yesterday, he said there's owner Jerry and there's GM Jerry. Yep. And he said GM Jerry is focused on the Giants. <laughs> owner Jerry is owner Jerry. <laughs> so, How much, from a player perspective, how much does what the front office say – Nothing leak into Nothing. what you're doing. Nothing at all. Nothing or at all. is that is that how it should be, or is that how it actually is? I can only speak from my experience. Yeah, speak Nothing. from yours. Nothing okay. at all. It doesn't affect us. Right, that's two separate entities. Whenever you're talking about the the publicity aspect of it, the, what they what he talks about, owner Jerry, GM Jerry, that's some totally that's outside of what you can control, right? right? So you you're literally operating in that locker room, that weight room, that lunch room, and that that field. That's your that's your bubble. That is literally your bubble. That's all you're concerned about. Anything else that trickles <laughs> that trickles down trickles down. It's so soft. <laughs> Over your plate. I'm with sorry. The bread. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had to poke it. He couldn't help I, it. I, I, I had to poke it. He I couldn't, couldn't help, help it. it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Quit playing with your food, Patrick. I like. Quit it. My God. Only because we're on the air. Once we're off air, there will be no playing with the food. It's, it's going down. But you just don't want that bubble to pop, yeah. especially when things are going well yeah. and. I know you lost that game against Green Bay, but outside of that, things are going well in Cowboys Nation. Cowboys should now know from experience, and I keep going back to last year, Mm -hmm. but it's a great reference. You learn from your history. So if you haven't learned from last year that what you do last week, what you just did this previous week, it doesn't matter anymore, then I don't know what other lessons you're, you're looking to learn. Especially when you got a game four days later. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's literally one-week records. Like, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Forget what your overall record is. It is one week at a time. You have one opponent every week. You knock them out. You go about your business. It happened, Whatever happened, happened. Knock them out. Go on about your business. And then eventually, when you get to the end of the season, you look back and say, oh, okay, that's where we're at. Hopefully, we've created enough space so that we don't have to be concerned about different tiebreakers and all this other jazz. But literally, your focus should be that next opponent – Take care of your business, and you don't have to worry about everything else. That that next opponent is New York, a team that gave you problems on the ground. They were really the first team that really challenged you 
outside the tackles, and it provided a blueprint for other teams later on down the road to attack the run defense. Yep. So when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, again, give us a call, 888-855-2297. We're going to take your calls when we come back. Also, we're going to talk about the defense. Did what they show against Minnesota provide any extra confidence against the rushing attack like Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants? Give us a call, 888-855-2297. We'll be back with some calls and some questions answered in a moment. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, the 2022 Salute to Service Collection is calling your name. All NFL proceeds from this collection are donated to the military nonprofit partners of the league. So head to your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience, and join in the boys supporting the troops today. Really cool collection out there. They've got some pretty slick-looking gear on the sidelines for salute to service. And again, all those proceeds going to help out the different military nonprofit partners that the Cowboys help with. Of course, our head sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee, does a great job of, of helping the veterans as well. The official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Back here with... 
I'm just looking at Patrick poking the bread. Poking the bread. Don't Back here with Biscuit Bill. <laughs> We've got Biscuit Bill got and the Muffin Biscuit Man. Biscuit Bill over here. <laughs> For talking Cowboys. This thing is magnificent. I'm actually, I'm actually very impressed that you got through that read without needing a sip of your Deja Blue. It's yeah. getting Yeah, it's getting bad, though. I'm about to have to get to it in a See, second. That's why I'm just going to hold off. Until, it's delicious, though. I'm not going to lie to you. That, it requires my Ooh, undivided attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Standback, Chris Beam in the back. We'll t- we're taking calls. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. We'll start things off here on this Talking Tuesday with Noah in Fort Worth. You're on Talking Cowboys. Noah, how's it going? Hey, y'all. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Love the show. Love everything you guys do. Um, Love you back, Noah. I got two things. Damon Clark over... Is that, I think I think continue. I just love the way that I saw Clark shoot those gaps, man. It just I don't know, maybe something to look at. Um another thing, you guys were talking about Tyron Smith over Tyler Smith. I think Tyron needs to earn his spot back. Mm. Tyler has done so much and has improved his game so much that you can't just you can't just move him. That's a good spot you need to have him at. But if Tyron wants his spot back, he's got to earn that thing. Noah, we are all about saying it with your chest on this show. And those are two say-it-with-your-chest moments. Thanks for giving us a call. Noah in Fort Worth bringing the hot fire. He's all about the youth movement. That's what that was. That's exactly what that sounds like. Noah Brown, I mean, excuse me, Damone Clark over Leighton Vanderesh at the linebacker spot. I liked what I saw in the second half from, from Damone Clark. It took him a moment. I said that yesterday to kind of get in the fold, but I, I was. I was impressed by what I saw from Damone Clark. Very encouraging uh, about him and his return, not only to NFL action for the first time, but just back to football in general after the injury. The Tyler Tyron thing, I don't know if I agree with as much. I can't hop on that bandwagon there, sir. I don't yeah. think I'm on that one. This is not Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's a negative um, ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah, that's a negative ghostwriter. Uh, Tyron Smith doesn't have to earn a damn thing because it's already earned. All Tyron Smith has Paid to do, do is be healthy. Yeah. That's all he has to do, and that's his spot. The only question is what happens to Tyler when Tyron comes back. But when Tyron is healthy – and able to get back on the field, there's not a damn thing that. <laughs> so you're saying there's a reason why they're putting him at guard during right. the end of the game. Yeah, listen, <laughs> Tyron Smith is that dude when he's healthy. If anything, the thing that Tyler has earned is a chance there to continue go. playing, to remain a star, to staying in the starting lineup Correct. and playing a guard. Correct. It, it goes back to what we talked about in training camp. The battle was always McGovern versus Smith, Tyler Smith versus Connor McGovern, who is going to be your left guard whenever you're healthy on the offensive line. I think Tyler Smith has also earned the respect of his teammates in the organization to know that whenever Tyron decides to shut it down, that they don't have to go look anywhere else. Fact. No doubt about that. The long-term yeah. uh, future Security. at left tackle is is in the building, and that's wonderful for the Cowboys. And for Damone Clark, I mean, it's no secret for everybody that, that follow me on Twitter, follows me on Twitter and watches uh, Talking Daily, as you should. Mm. Best podcast in the building. That's right. Uh, I've I've been foretelling of Damone Clark, and I am huge on on his upside, and we saw that on the back half of the Vikings game. But I think that if you're trying to say it's Damone Clark versus LVE, you're you're skewed a little bit. It's not Clark versus LVE; it's Clark versus Barr. And until Barr gets back on the field, Clark needs to be on the field. And then once Barr comes back, then the question becomes: 
does Barr get his starting position back? Yeah. So when that time comes, we'll have that discussion. But it's not Clark versus LVE. And there's no reason all three of those guys couldn't be on the field at the same sets. time. Or sets. at least both of those guys in different rotations. That's a good thing that Damone Clark is doing what right. he's doing right now is because it adds to the rotation. And we are a Damone Clark show. We've yeah. all been very high <laughs> yeah. on Damone Clark. Actually, yes. talked to him yesterday. Get yeah. that man a biscuit, out. Isaiah. Get that man a biscuit. Is. I just told him, you know, good job, looking good. He said, uh, he said, guy, correct a few things, you know. He, oh, his eyes are always. Yeah, full. he's he's not he's not patting himself on the back. Nope. Um, he's not hype. He's not like, oh yeah, I killed it. He's I got work to do. First yeah. thing out of his mouth, I got work to do. His energy is so yeah. just wonderful, infectious. He he he's back to playing football, and it's just rejuvenating him mentally and he's having fun but at the same time just like a discussion I had with him a couple weeks back it's constantly about what can he do tomorrow what can he do tomorrow and that's that's probably part of the reason why all three of us tend to gravitate toward Clark Mm -hmm. I mean I would consider you a grinder I would consider you a grinder I would consider myself a grinder that's right Damone Clark is (laughs) absolutely a grinder yes and you can tell just by that one text message there to you that's talking about even though he had a great game, his best game as a pro, said, I've got things to fix. I've got things to move on. A professional needs that mentality, yep. especially week Never in satisfied. and week out. Got to find a way to Your look past forward. past is over. All right. Over. Let's go to Akeem in Philly, one of our favorite callers here on Talking Cowboys. You're all favorite callers, but Akeem calls in every single week, and it tends to get through. Akeem, how's it going? How you doing? Doing all right? Uh-oh. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh-oh. Hakeem? Oh, no. No, no, no. The reception. Oh. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I mean, like, they brought the compound or something. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, we yeah, got you now. I was just worrying about, you know, not really a worry. It's a concern. The last couple of games, last time I called, we talked about the slow starts of the offense. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that was after the the Detroit game. Then we go on a molly walk. Uh, the Bears. They're going to Green Bay. <laughs> Showed them that they are. And I'm like, hey, Akeem, do us a favor. Give us a hang up. Give us a call back. We'll see if we can get through 888 2297. We'll see if we can get you back on the line. Get out the compound. He's talking about. He's talking about the slow starts is initially what he said. I wanted to hear what he was concerned about because he was talking about all the way back against Detroit and then moving into Chicago and then into Green Bay and then, of course, a, a I blistering tell you what he's, what he's worried about, Kyle. What's he worried about? The same thing that I was worried about in, the, in any game that Dallas plays. Dallas has to get out to an early lead. This Why is that? T- because Dallas requires this complimentary game from – Offense and defense. If Dallas can get out to an early lead on the offense, and the defense can do what they do best, which is what we saw this past weekend by getting after the quarterback. Historically, what we have what we have information for is if Dallas gets down, then all of a sudden Dallas is now forced to throw the ball forty plus times a game, and now teams are allowed to run the ball efficiently. We talked about you know last week how there's only been two teams now three that haven't ran for over 100 yards against the Cowboys mm-hmm. or two games. And if you allow a team to get up early on you, that's not going to be the result. We've seen 140-yard games. You know, last time we faced the Giants, it was 167 yards on the ground. You just alluded to that. You know, you talked about the Green Bay game, over 200. You talked about Chicago, 247, whatever it was. So if teams are allowed to get up, the concern is can you throw yourself 
or do you have patience to continue with the ground game to get yourself back in the game? And historically, based upon this season, we don't have any proof or evidence of that. Well, I agree with uh, with IRS, uh, particularly in the aspect of let's let's key it in on the run defense. One of the better ways to to execute and run defense, obviously outside of you know sticking to your assignments, making sure that you don't step outside of yourself, do your job, do your job, do your job, and then schematically everybody needs to be in the right spots. Uh, shouts out to Dan Quinn for what they did against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but get an early lead. Get an early lead and then start creating distance. That also helps in your run defense by virtue of taking the run att- rushing attack out of, out of the equation yeah. altogether. So I, I agree that fast starts need to happen more consistently. We see what the Cowboys can be when they get off the fast starts because then they get to control time of possession. Yeah. They get to continue to do what they want to do, which is run, run, play, action, chunk, play, chunk, play, run, run, play, action, chunk, play. So that formula goes out the window, though when you get out to a slow start and the opposing team jumps all over you because now you have to scrap that plan and now it's throw yourself back into the game. And I do believe the Cowboys can do that. I just don't want to see them have to do that on a weekly basis, especially going into January. So, All right, we do have Akeem in Philly back on the line. Akeem, you there? My fault, y'all. Sound much better here, so this there is good go. to go. All right. Yeah, I was, I was trying to be not in the area and she's going to – you might hear it, but it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> I'll try to get out before then. Um, yeah, on my last my call, we were talking about the slow starts with yeah. the offense. And that was after the Detroit Lions game, I believe it was. And then we went on there and trashed the Bears. Then we went in and played against the Packers. And I'm like, wow. And then all of a sudden, we come out <clears throat> and we play against the Vikings and totally showed how they were trash truck juice. So now I'm like, wow. You know, I'm hyped. Excited, but then I had to calm myself down. Like, hey, hold on, the team is, has been inconsistent on offense. Now I just want to know, am I right for thinking like that, or should I basically still be hyped and ride this wave to the falls off? Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you, Kim, and, and glad we were able to get that in as well. So it's kind of what you were talking about. Uh, maybe a little bit different of yeah, a question. It, just talking about the inconsistencies of the offense. Should you be excited about what you saw on Sunday against Minnesota? You should be because you showed it against a good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a team that had really good players at all three levels, you know, there's only been a handful of teams that we can say that about this year. And so they, they took care of business. So you definitely should be excited about that. Now you can have hope that you see that every week, yeah. right? But the reality is there's some teams that are built differently than what Minnesota's built like. And there's teams that we will face again that have literally loaded up their defense to prevent Dallas from being able to run the ball. Are you we talking know? about that Philadelphia team? That Philadelphia team. team. Where so, Hakeem is? Yeah. So yeah, he's out there <laughs> in, in dangerous territory. But there's there literally are teams like that that are loading up at positions because why? Not just because they wanted, they, they were missing one player. They're like, okay, the, our biggest threat is the Dallas Cowboys in our division. If we can stop the running attack from our biggest threat and we know that their pass comes off of their run, then we negate their ability to be able to put up points that give them the advantage to be able to get up early. So that's what I was talking about. That's why I was frustrated about Dallas not making a lot of moves in, you know, in terms of trade deadline and free agency and all that stuff because these other teams are planning for the future, like the games that will matter. They're not worried about right now. They're using the right now as just reps, right? Yeah. But they're preparing for that one game that's going to matter, that's going to let you launch yourself into the playoffs or launch yourself into you know, a divisional championship or whatever it may be, and hopefully eventually a Super Bowl, that's what teams are loading up for. That's what Philadelphia is planning on. Philadelphia has now 
forward goons in terms of their interior defense alignment when all healthy. And if they can negate Dallas from running the ball, we know Dallas is a play-action team. They are. Dax, I'm sorry, Dak's not a 40-plus you know, pass guy. And if you take away the run, that's what he has to be. And that's what teams want to force. They're trying to force Dallas's hand to doing what they feel like they, they do less um, confidently. And you know what Dallas can do to kind of combat that? What's that? Win the Beckham Bowl on Thursday mm. and then win the Beckham uh, spree thereafter. Mm-hmm. Because then you add another electric Facts. receiver yep. to the to the uh, offense. Can't load the box. And now you can't. You can't load the box. And those big boys that you dropped in and Dominican Sue and mm-hmm. Lim- uh, Lim- Joseph, Joseph yep. Well, we're just throwing the ball right over your head now. And I think they're preparing for that, too, and I think that's why they're loading up so much on a defensive front because teams are – I think they're trying to load up their front four as heavy as possible so that they don't have to load the box so that they can be prepared for when Dallas possibly gets an additional weapon, whether it's Odell, whether it's James Washington, whatever it may be, and they can spread the field. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll spread out you. We'll we'll match our DBs up, Mm -hmm. but we're going to leave those four or five guys in the box, and they're going to shut it down. So that's It could be so much fun on Christmas Eve, especially if Tyron is back by then because now it's – Tyron and Tyler Ooh, and like Tyler it. and Zach and Terrence like against Indomitian and Linville and, I like and it. Sweat and yeah. Fireworks yeah. on Christmas. Yeah. Or yeah. Christmas Eve, I should yeah. say. But, yeah. but to answer his question, yeah, it's important that Dallas gets up early. It really yeah. is. No, it is. And I think it's it's they important know it. to they know it. It's important to celebrate the victories because there hasn't been a consistent amount of victories this year, at least for the Cowboys offense. Cowboys defense has been great, except for Stopping the run at times. Like you said, consistency. That's the only thing. That's the one you want to try and find. I said a few episodes ago, once you show me you can do something once, Mm. you just showed me you can do it twice. And I know we've talked about Odell Beckham Jr. at nauseum in this podcast in this room before. Uh, There's an excitement about what he could bring from a depth perspective. We're just not on board of him being like a number one, right? That's kind of where we're at. That's not where you're expecting him to be. But he makes your football team better by just being in the building. So that's where the excitement is with OBJ. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to go back out to the great Northwest and hear from our friend in Tacoma, Washington, right after this from more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. All right, everybody, make sure and get cozy and join us at the Star for our most festive movie night to this point. Movie Nights at the Star, presented by Monument Realty, on November 30th, features a Christmas classic in Elf, starring Will Ferrell. The show is free and opening to the public and begins at 7 p.m. For more info, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Back here with Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback. Chris Beam in the back. We've got some massive biscuits in studio. We've got Maurice in Tacoma on the line. Maurice, how's it going up there in Washington? It's a little rainy, but it's always good to be on the show with you fellas. All righty. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to take a second to kind of reflect on what that loss to Green Bay did for the Cowboys. Okay. Now, some of the people may say that, that, you know, it was a hurtful loss, but I think it created a monster. It forced the Cowboys to kind of look deep into their into themselves and force leadership to step forward. And I think it may have been the best thing that happened to the Cowboys going forward. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much, Maurice. I, every Super Bowl champion, every one of them, at least since the Miami Dolphins and probably the New England Patriots when they went up to the final game and lost to the Giants, Every other Super Bowl champion has had a loss in the season where they shouldn't have lost that game. Mm-hmm. However, we're just one week after that loss. It's too early to tell, I think, in my opinion. What do you guys think about the creating a monster? It looked like it did. Just based off of the one game that we've seen, I can see the reasoning. But is it too early to tell in that regard? Uh, it's too early to tell, you know, just simply because we're still – we're not even at Thanksgiving yet. I mean, yeah. we're still two days from Thanksgiving. But in the grand scheme of what might be, I see what he's saying because after the game in Minnesota on the on the way back, I remember having a conversation wherein I literally said, you don't ever want to lose a game. You just don't. You don't ever want to lose a game. However, much like there's a such thing as a signature win, like what we just saw the Cowboys land, there's a such thing as a signature loss that can completely make you have that come-to-Jesus moment where you look in the mirror and say, okay, listen, we, we have to understand that that can never happen again. And you, you carry those scars from that game for the remainder of the season to the point where, let's say, you're up on the Indianapolis Colts 14 points. Well, now you're not going to relax because you remember what happened in Green Bay. Or you're up on the Philadelphia Eagles by 17. Can't relax. Remember what happened in Green Bay. So those types of thoughts can carry you. So if the Cowboys continue to use 
that loss in Green Bay to power them the way they did against Minnesota, then yes, in the grand scheme, I 100% agree this could be the signature loss that helps define the season that preceded the signature win in Minnesota. Michael Jackson, do you remember the time? Mm. All right. Uh, anyways, appropriate. CD Lamb to, with the too. To the point of my guy, no C. <laughs> you need to remember your scars. It's the reason why people opt to get tattoos. You get a tattoo for most times to help you remember something. You get a tattoo to signify not only to the world but to yourself. A lot of times, and it helps you remember. Why you do something it helps you remember somebody it helps you remember a moment it helps you remember an occasion in your life. So you need those things to be able to look at so that you can always remember what happened. And if you can look back and say, dang, we dropped that when we were in this situation. Now we're in that situation. Now I don't have to repeat history. Instead of creating history, I don't have to repeat it because mm-hmm. it's already happened. And I have that as an example to look back at and say, ah, don't do that again. So is that the game that's going to launch Dallas? Maybe. Maybe. You would hope that they don't have to drop any other games going forward to help them remember what not to do. But every game presents different situations. And the one against Green Bay just happened to be one that they as a hard lesson that they learned. Dan Quinn probably has a freaking scar going down his dog on back from the Super Bowl that he'll never forget. And I promise you, when he faces himself in situations like that again, he'll, it will never happen again, mm. right? Just because of how, 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 how much that hurt. So it, scars are necessary. Uh, whether or not it's the launch pad, that game particularly was the launch pad, we'll have to wait and see. I like what you, I, I like what you did there with the tattoo. And that's not saying that Green Bay tattooed the, the Cowboys in, in terms of a – a beatdown, no. but in terms of the metaphor, I like it. Yeah. I think that does make sense, mm-hmm. and it's something to look back on because right now Cowboys Nation is excited, and they should be. Anytime you beat an 8-1 and one team thirty-seven by 37 points mm-hmm. on the road, you should be excited. Mm-hmm. Minnesota but, has a tattoo now. Absolutely they do. They that's, do. Now that's their signature. And that was a tattooing. Absolutely. I mean, they whooped. So Molly whopped. You, absolutely, you have two. Molly you have two whopped. directions you can go. After every lesson, you have two directions. I can either sulk up or down, and I can yeah, I can I can go I can go down. I can stay the same. If I stay the same, I'm going down, and if I go down, I'm going down. Right. So either way, I'm either going up or I'm going down. Mm-hmm. So I can either use this as something that launches me forward and makes me better. And I take that, I take that L, I take that whooping, I take those scars, and I move forward as a better individual and as a better unit, or I get worse. The Cowboys now have two signature losses. The one in Green Bay was the biggest of the season, but the first signature loss came in week one when they were just a mess good point. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and lost Dak Prescott in the process. What happened afterward? Cooper Rush in this defense, they rattled off four consecutive wins. Yeah. Now you're look, talking about a bigger signature loss because this one was on the road and you were playing well for the most part without the miscommunications. You go up 14 uh, points on Aaron Rodgers, of all people, the, the demon you're, you've been trying to exercise for so long and you you take your foot off the off the accelerator and you lose that game. So, like Isaiah's saying, like you're saying, Kyle, let's see what happens because this is now the biggest signature loss of the season as far as Green Bay, and boy, did they bounce back and answer. So if this propels them equally or more so than what week one's loss did to the Buccaneers, we're, we're in for a fun ride. Feel pretty good about it. 
at that point. The trajectory right now is up. You've already seen what direction they went immediately after the game. Mm-hmm. They didn't go down against Minnesota. They very easily could have. This could have been a two-game losing streak. Very easily could have because of how good Minnesota is. Instead, they came out and played their most complete game of the season. They were almost flawless in all three phases, mm-hmm. and they just kicked Minnesota's butt from beginning to end on the road. Mm-hmm. So there's excitement there. However, that it, deserves a biscuit bite. Yes, it does. <laughs> there is a turnaround coming this week on Thursday that you have to be ready for because the Giants are 7-3. and three. They can win some games, too, just like the Cowboys have this season. Same record. We'll be back with you tomorrow to break it all down also for you. Also got a signature loss. Little Detroit at home. Coming off of a signature loss. Yeah, they're trying loss. to bounce back. Good point. Take them serious. Good point. We've got your matchups to watch. We're going to pick some games tomorrow, and we're going to get you ready for that Thanksgiving matchup. So that way you're the smartest person in the room during Thanksgiving lunchtime, yes. getting ready for that game, you gotta you gotta tune in to Talking Cowboys tomorrow. We'll get you ready for it. For Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, and all the biscuits that Isaiah oh. has given us with the gravy on top. I'm Kyle mm. Yeoman saying so long for Talking Cowboys, <laughs> presented shot. by Black Rifle Coffee one Company. Shot. Get the one shot on Patrick oh. real quick, Beamer. Before we get out of here, get it. Go, 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 go. There it is. Oh yeah, take a bite. God. Get in there. You're on the one shot. Ah. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?